Welcome to the Ignite Church Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. We pray that this message will bring you hope and ignite your faith. Now lean in and enjoy the message. How are you excited about Christmas? Come on, put your hands together. I think you're a little bit more excited. I know there's a lot of people like, oh, I don't know about Christmas. You know, it's a lot of work and stuff like that, but it's the most fun time of the year. It is the greatest time of the year. If you're here visiting us for the first time or checking us out online, welcome. We want you to feel at home. Anything we could do to make your, your, uh, uh, your, I wouldn't call it stay, but anything we could do to make you feel at home, please let us know. You know, we were, like I said earlier, we are officially 24 days away from the actual Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. If you're Hispanic, you're 23 days away from Christmas. But if you're American, you're 24 days away from Christmas, right? Because Hispanics celebrate on the 24th. Everybody else around the world celebrates on the 25th. And we're actually 30 days away from a brand new year. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. I remember when I was younger, Christmas was all about the gifts. It was really about what gift I was going to get. Um, I, I, I don't remember when I discovered, you know, uh, there's kids in the room. I don't remember when that happened, but it happened sometime, right? I'm not going to say the exact thing. But, you know, Christmas is the greatest time that you get gifts and you spend time with family. And it's just fun. It's fun. You know, funny story is that when I was younger and I was single, how many single people in the house? Anybody make some noise, make some noise? Okay, a couple single people. When I was single, right, Christmas was all about me. I actually would go out and buy gifts, right, buy myself gifts, wrap them, and put on the gift name tag, to me, from me, right? So when I would wake up on Christmas morning, I had lots of gifts, right, for me, from me. I love Christmas, you know, now it's all about the kids and the kids seeing, you know, Santa Claus bring their toys and open it up and get excited and stuff like that. It's just a beautiful time of the year. But let us never lose sight why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because it is the birth of Jesus Christ. We celebrate Christmas. And it's funny, I was telling my wife the other day as we were driving, right? Uh, there's places, you know, we're in the United States, we start celebrating Christmas in December, but there's people around the world, they start celebrating actual Christmas in November right? Because they don't have a Thanksgiving. So they start putting up their Christmas trees and their lights and stuff like that. I remember one year I was in November, I went to Spain and Christmas was everywhere in Spain. It was all decorated. You know, the halls were decked. It was beautiful, right? But as we were driving the day, I I was telling my wife, you know, it's funny that this is the only time during the year that the whole world celebrates the same thing. The whole world celebrates the same thing. They might have different names to it. They might have different things, but they all celebrate the same thing. They're not realize it, but they celebrate the birth of the one who came to change the world forever. The birth of our Savior, whose name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, there is power during this time. We we take it for a Christmas tree. We take it for the decorations, and I love decorations. Actually, this year was the year that it took the longest to put our Christmas tree up. I don't know why, but, you know, usually I decorate the Christmas tree like in a day, but it took like four days to get our Christmas tree up and running this year. It's the prettiest, I believe, right? It's the prettiest Christmas tree we've done so far, and the biggest, too. I didn't even think it would fit in the house, but it's, it's crazy how we go crazy for Christmas, But let us never lose the understanding that Christmas is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. My wife and I, like I mentioned, we were at the mall yesterday. 
and um, we were walking, and, and, and I, she says that she encountered more, but I only really encountered one nice person yesterday at the mall, honestly. You know, it was this lady at the cash register that she saw our kids, and she was asking their age, and she was making conversation, but everybody else was super rude. Mind you, we have two little ones, and how many have kids? Anybody have kids, right? You know how difficult it is, as it is, to go out with little kids. So people make it even more frustrating, if I could use that word, and even more difficult when you're in the store and you have a stroller in one hand and a cart in the other and you're pushing both and people don't care. They see you walking like this and they want to walk right through you. There was actually a guy, we were in the hall and we had one stroller and Liam was in one of those little carts, right? And the guy just walked right through us and didn't even say, excuse me. No, he just bursted through. People lose the sense of, sanity, if I could say that, during Christmas. Christmas is a beautiful time. Let us not become like the McAllisters. How many love Home Alone? Anybody love the movie Home Alone? Did you know that Home Alone is one of the most replayed movies during Christmas? You know, I started doing some research on, on Home Alone and, and the, the main character, Kevin, who is Macaulay Culkin, right? He did this movie, if I'm not wrong, when he was around seven years old, right? And how many love the movie uh, Home Alone, right? My favorite scene is when Kevin is in the bathroom and he goes, and he hits his face and he goes, ah! He goes crazy, you know. I think my son sometimes is like Kevin, you know, very mischievous, you know, trying to do things that he shouldn't be doing, right? But don't become like the McAllisters that you are so in a hurry that you wake up late, you're hurry to miss your flight, you're hurry to make it to the Black Friday to buy the latest gadget, you're hurry to get up and get this and get that, hurry to end up forgetting the most important thing which we celebrate, which is Jesus. Jesus is life. How many are thankful for life today? How many could celebrate life today? You know, we just took a couple of uh, days last week, or we took a day to give thanks, and we sat with our family, and hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving, right? But you took a moment to give thanks, and just spend together, and just thanking God for what He has done. And probably, you know, it might not be, you might not have everything that you wanted in 2019, but I could surely tell you this, you have everything you need. And 2019 is not over yet. God could still do things that you have been praying for. And if he doesn't do it in 2019, guess what? 2020 is around the corner. So God is not limited to our days and God is not limited to our calendar. God is amazing. You know, and, and I honestly have to confess something during this craziness, right? I, I got to be, conf I have to confess because I have to be transparent, you know. You know, your pastor had a little altercation with someone at the store because I hate rude people. I just hate rude people. You know, people are just rude. And, um, and I try my best to be as nice and as courteous as I can with individuals, but some people are just rude. And I remember that I was at the store, I'm not going to name the store, but I was getting things for our, our Thanksgiving thing that we blessed 30 families here. I was getting the rest of the things for the church, right? And there was this lady in the line that was complaining because I was taking up the line. And she just kept on and on and on. And I turned around and I probably lost it. I didn't curse at her, but my words were, you know, kind of rude to her. But, you know, I just got to confess that. Get that off my chest. Okay, let's continue with the preaching today. Christmas is about life. It's the birth of Jesus, the birth of the one who came to say everything that was in the midst of chaos. He came to save it, to love us and show us that he loves us. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 16, one of my favorite scriptures, it says this. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, I love that part. Say it with me, behold. Say it one more time, behold. 
God is about to be, do something that you're going to say, behold, wow, God's going to show up. Listen to this. An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel with a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And I love this part. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Hey, let's go. Let's, let's now go to Bethlehem and see the things that have yet to come which the Lord has made known to us. And when they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby laying in a manger. Say with me, suddenly. Say it one more time, suddenly. You know, although Christmas is my favorite time of the year, I cannot ignore the fact that there are people that unfortunately Christmas is not a fun time for them. Sometimes Christmas might bring memories of things that happen or loved ones that have gone to be with the Lord or, or things that did happen to you that you don't think that Christmas is the funnest time of the year. Probably you would take this time to sit around and analyze the things that you have achieved in 2019 and the things that you have yet to achieve that you have not accomplished. And you start thinking more and the more you think about it, you start becoming depressed. For some, it is a depressing time. The shepherds were probably doing their thing, their daily thing. They were tending the flock, you know, late at night. They were watching and doing it. And suddenly, an angel showed up. You know, I love God because our God is the God of the sudden. Our God is the God of the suddenly. When things seem like they're not getting better, God shows up. When things seem like it's just going to be continuous the same way, God shows up. No one knew when Jesus was going to be born. There was prophecies about Jesus' birth. Still today we celebrated during Christmas, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it was December 25th when Jesus was born. We just recognize the fact that there was a Savior born and his was born during this time. But these shepherds were doing their thing and probably, I don't know what's going through their mind. Probably they were thinking back at home. They have a loved one that is sick, that was, had a terminal illness. Probably they were thinking, man, I have to do this every night. Look at these things. Look at these animals. I have to take care of them. Sometimes our job has become so mundane. Sometimes we think that we're never going to get out. We live a constant mundane life as we wake up, we work, we eat, we crap, we go to sleep. We wake up, we work, we crap, and we go to sleep. I hope you take a bath after your crap. But you get up again the following day and it's a mundane thing is a continuous thing and these shepherds probably had the same feeling probably they suffered depression probably they went through things that probably I don't know they had they were pondering to that time but suddenly the angel showed up and the Bible says do not be afraid for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord I wrote this in my notes, don't let the worries of the holidays cause you to miss out on the announcement that will suddenly change your life forever. Don't let the worries of the holidays cause you to miss out on the announcement out of the suddenly that God will send into your life that will change your life forever. For today, a Savior is born. 
If you've ever watched the movie Home Alone, you know that the McAllisters were getting ready to go celebrate Christmas in Paris. You know, there was a house that was full of kids that were going crazy, you know, everything getting ready the night before. Nobody knew where anything was. The so-called, so-called cop, you know, who was a, an intruder was there just looking out and trying to determine what house was he going to take over when the families went on vacation. And suddenly, you know, they wake up in the following morning. They're going crazy. They they forgot their time, their clock thing, whatever. Their electricity went off and they didn't have the right alarm click. You know, they didn't have iPhones back then. They had actual alarms. How many still have an alarm? Anybody have an alarm? Yeah, one person, two people. Okay, you need to upgrade. You know, <laughs> people don't have alarms anymore. Now they use their phones to wake them up. They didn't have that back then. They had actual alarms. And if you have a young one and they watch this movie, they're probably going to ask you, what is that? Right? They're like, what is that? Well, that's actually an alarm clock. You know, it still works. They still sell them at the store. And they're going crazy and it, once they get to the airport and they're a couple thousand feet in the air, the mother of, of Kevin starts thinking and she starts having this feeling. How many mothers have ever had an instinct? Something was wrong. You know, something was going on. And, and the mother starts thinking, man, I think we forgot something. Honey, I think we, we, did we get everything? Are all the kids here? Like, first of all, how would you not know your kid is not on the airplane? But mind you, it was a crazy time, right? Did you know that Mary and Joseph actually left Jesus once? for a couple days behind because it was one of these crazy times that there was going on and there was celebration and they actually forgot Jesus. And, and so the story goes on in the movie that she starts thinking and she starts thinking and then she's like, okay, we got this, we got that. Did you turn on the alarm? Yes, I turned on the alarm. Did you set the lights for the certain time? Yes, I set them. And she starts thinking, she starts thinking, oh, and she realizes, Kevin, we forgot Kevin. That would be horrible. That'll be horrible. You're thousands of feet in the air and you forget your whatever, seven-year-old boy or eight-year-old boy at home alone. And it's not like you just could tell a plane, come back home. You're literally thousands and thousands of miles away, home alone. Kevin is now home alone, wakes up to finding his family gone, and he actually blames himself. He actually believes that it was due to his wish he had wished that his family would just disappear. His family would just not exist anymore because he was tired of his family being so annoying. Have you ever wished that? Don't raise your hand. But have you ever wished that? You know, let's be honest. There has been times that we have wished for circumstances or people to just disappear. If we're honest, I'm not telling you to raise up your hand. It could be your mom. It could be your dad. It could be your brother. It could be your sister. It could be your children. If we're being real today. Don't wish today like Kevin, because unfortunately, sometimes the things that we wish for are the things that actually happen. Many times have we, we've never verbalized it, probably we have thought it, or sometimes our, even our actions have spoken the same thoughts that we have felt. For some of us, we feel like Kevin today. We feel home alone. We're faced with intruders, robbers who want to take from us what we have because we, they believe our home is alone. They believe our house is empty. The Bible talks a lot about the house. The Bible talks about that you are temple of the Holy Spirit. You are temple of God and you have to be filled of God in order for the enemy not to intrude or take from you the things that God has for you. Probably today you might be facing things like loneliness. Probably you are suffering with depression. Probably there's a lack of health. 
there's a heartbreak in your life, a financial loss. Probably you feel lost in this world. Probably you, you just have lack of purpose and you're like, man, I don't know. I just feel alone. I feel home alone. Even though your house might be filled with people, even though you might be surrounded by friends all the time, you feel alone probably. I came to tell you this, Christmas is about beginning of life. Christmas is a sign of hope and a sign that things will get better. Christmas is that things will get better. I don't believe that it's coincidence that we celebrate. Think about this for a minute. As I was preparing the message, I was thinking about this. I don't think it's coincidence that we celebrate Christmas at the end of the year. It's not coincidence that we celebrate birth at the end of the closure of a year. Where many times we take time to think about the things that we didn't accomplish. And as I thought about this more, I felt like we celebrate Christmas because it is the life that we are reminded that even though we don't have the things that we wanted, even though the things might not seem right, the things might not seem straight, things might not seem like we want them to be, it is the beginning of a new chapter in our life. And we got to trust that the same way that Jesus was born to bring life and to bring hope and to bring peace to this world, the same Jesus is not only celebrated on December 25th every single year, the same Jesus lives in birth in their hearts and he is powerful to change circumstances in our lives every single day not only on December 25th we just need to trust him and rely on him and rely that his word is true that if we trust in him with all of our hearts even the things that seem mundane the things that seem impossible the Bible says that for he who believes all things are possible probably you're facing a tough time right now in your life and I want to encourage you with this verse it says in Luke sorry says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 to 3, it says this, But now says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. Fear not. I love it because every time God is about to do a miracle, he always gives the same two words or three words. Fear not, do not be afraid. He always gives those words before he says what he's about to do. He says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Probably this morning, that's all you needed to hear this morning, that you are God's, that you belong to God. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. Probably this morning you're navigating through life and you're like, man, I don't know about Christmas this year. I don't have nothing to celebrate. I feel like I've been in. Let me pause there for a minute. Has anybody ever here almost drowned? Raise your hand. Has anybody here almost drowned? I, I've almost drowned when I was younger. It is the worst feeling ever. Is the worst feeling ever. Has anybody ever here been burned? Like you've burned yourself. Now I'm not talking about touching the iron or, you know, you got a firework that bursted in your little finger. I'm talking about you burned a part of your body like big time. Anybody here? Yeah, only one person back there. I burned myself. I'm not going to get into details, but it was during Hurricane Andrew where we're playing food fight with my brother and I walked towards the back and I didn't see the, the, the barbecue and I burned my arm right here. There was a big, big part of my skin burned. It's horrible. When I was younger, I didn't know how to swim. 
And I remember that we went to, it was the first time my grandma took me out on vacation. I went with my cousins and I would always sit on the corner of the, the pool. Like everybody doesn't know how to swim. You know, they sit at the corner of the pool. If you ever see people sitting at the corner of the pool, that's because they're afraid of getting in. You know, they're sitting at the corner of the pool. And my, friend, my cousin's like, oh, get in, get in. And I jumped in and I jumped on top of her and I didn't know how to swim. And I would just drown her so I could get more air and gasp for air. The Bible says that even though you're passing through the waters, God will be with you. Even through the rivers, they should not overflow you. You might be feeling today that you're trying to gasp for air. You might feel like, man, you're in a hot situation. You're in a heated situation that you don't know what's going to happen. That you feel like you're getting burned. The Bible says you will not be burned, nor shall a flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. Friend, there's nothing worse in life than thinking or believing that God is against you. Sadly, many people celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus today. And that they believe that they're having a great time. But they actually believe that God is after them. Actually, God is really after them, but he's after them to show them that he loves them. Let's stop for a minute and think about the basics. Christmas, birth, a savior. Who needs saving? Everyone needs saving. I need saving. You need saving. We all do. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called, listen to this, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want you to focus on these words. We're going to go one by one. Wonderful. The God that we serve, he is wonderful. He is powerful. The God that we love that came down on earth, he is a counselor. Have you ever felt like you just needed someone just to talk to? But you feel like if you have a spouse, you can't talk to your spouse because they're either not going to understand you or it's going to turn into a fight? Huh? Or probably you feel like you don't want to tell anybody anything because you just don't want to bring them down. Or you don't want to tell anybody about your problems because everybody has their problems. Good thing is that we have a counselor. His name is Jesus. Your friends could give you good advice, but the only one that could change your life is Jesus. The Bible says that he is a mighty God. He's not just God. He is a mighty God. I don't know what you may be facing this morning. I don't know what situations or trials you may be facing. I don't know how you feel during this time of Christmas or this time of year. You still serve a mighty God. And I love, love, love this part. Everlasting Father. Did you know that the majority of people that have issues are due to father issues? Psychology proven. proven. Did you know that a lot of the issues that we face day to day is because of a father issue? Not necessarily that dad wasn't present, but probably dad was present but emotionally absent. Or probably dad left the house. I don't know what the case may be, but there's a lot of the issues that are psychological today that people are facing because of dad issues. I think that God put it there to remind us that he is the everlasting father. Not only is he wonderful, not only is he our counselor, not only is he mighty God, but he's also an everlasting father. And I love how this verse starts because it starts with wonderful and it ends with everything everybody needs. Prince of peace. How many need a little bit more peace in life? Right? Peace, Prince of Peace. 
the peace that surpasses all understanding, the peace that sometimes you just need because your mind is so boggled by so many things and you're, you're, it's just going through so much and so much transactions and so much thoughts are going do, 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 that you just need peace. If we were to hold on to God's peace more, we will make wiser choices. If we were to hold on to God's peace more, we will make better choices. If we were to hold on to God's peace more, we will suffer less. We need to come back to the basics. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. As I was reading that, it doesn't say just a specific government. When we read that, we automatically think, well, the United States of America's government will be upon Jesus' shoulder. Yeah, praise the Lord. That is very important. But as I read that, I thought about government. See, government is anything that governs. We have government in our country. We have government at work. We have government in our family. We have government in our relationships. We have government in our finances. We have government in our health. Things that govern. And the Bible says that even government, anything that takes control, anything that tries to be above, will lay upon whose shoulders? Jesus' shoulders. And his name will be Wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace don't be left home alone today when you have the opportunity to come home to jesus you may have been forgotten probably by your own family or loved ones or even friends but god has never forgotten you and he has promised to never forsake you christmas is about life christmas is about life. Yes, it's the birth of Jesus, but more importantly, it's the life that came to give you life. Came to give you life. Don't stay home alone. When the enemy tries to intrude, when the enemy knocks on your door like it knocked on Kevin's door and thought that nobody was home, they didn't realize that there was a little boy in there that was more stronger, more powerful than two old men. When the enemy knocks on your door, you might feel like little Kevin, but let me tell you something. You might be little Kevin, but you have a mighty, wonderful God, counselor, everlasting father. You have a prince of peace that will fight for you. You might feel like probably home is alone, but you don't got to be alone anymore. You have promised from God that he is with you, that he will not forsake you. He is a wonderful, he is counselor, he is mighty God, he is everlasting father, he is prince of peace. He says that I am with you to the end. I am for you and not against you. I will fight your battles if you would just surrender them to me. You see, Christmas is about recognizing that Jesus did not only come so we could have a great party and eat lechon but he came so that we could rejoice and be glad knowing that there is a God that is everlasting father that there is a God that is mighty that there is a God that is wonderful that when the world sees that it's turning upside down that is worried about the latest gadget there is a God who is seated on the throne that knows that the doctor has given you a terminal illness but he has said that by his stripes you are healed there's a God that knows that your bank account might be negative and things might not be going to you that you might be given an eviction notice but there's a God that says that there might be plenty against you but none shall prevail wonderful counselor 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Would you stand with me this morning? Prince of Peace. Christmas is an amazing time. I love it. I love the colors. I love the songs. After a while, they could get a little annoying when you hear them too long. But I love Christmas. Christmas is fun. You have parties, gatherings. Who doesn't like gifts, right? I love receiving gifts, but I love giving gifts. I, I get joy out of giving gifts. Like, you know, we were yesterday at the store buying and my wife's like, you need to calm down. I just wanted to buy and buy and buy and buy and buy and buy and buy. I tell her, I wish one day, well, I pray that one day I'm so wealthy, not so that I can say, oh, I'm a millionaire or anything like that. I don't care about status. I don't care about title. But so I can bless people. Now, I'm not going to wait till I'm a millionaire to bless people. I'm going to bless people today with the hundredaires that I have, right? <laughs> or thousandaires, whatever you want to call it, right? Jesus does not look for you to be perfect for them, him to be your wonderful God. Jesus doesn't look for you to have it together. He didn't wait for the world to accept him. He invaded the earth with love. If you remember the story, there was no place for him. Jesus knew what it meant to be home alone. There was no place to hold him. He was wrapped in swaddles in a manger. But he didn't let the circumstances that he was born into keep him from who he was created to be. Don't let your current environment keep you from where you should be. You got to believe and trust the word of God. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, a mighty God, counselor, wonderful, everlasting father, prince of peace. Would you close your eyes as we come to a close this morning? Probably this morning you're here or you're watching online and you don't know this mighty God. You don't know this wonderful counselor. You have a hard time because of the things that you're facing. Would you give him a chance? When I was younger, I didn't want anything to do with God. I thought church was for old people. Sorry. I thought church was for the people that probably they just went there just to just spend some time and just distract themselves. But the more I came to know Jesus, I realized that church was not that. Church was a place where I came to encounter God. Church is a place where I could just spend some time with Jesus. I could meet other people that might be as messed up and jacked up as I am and still know that God loves us the way that we are. If that's you this morning, you've been, I, 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 I want to try to give God a chance. I encourage you to do so. This is your opportunity. Jesus says in his word that salvation is today. Today is the day of salvation. Christ was born to bring us life. He wants to be your Prince of Peace. He wants to be your wonderful God. He wants to be your, your everlasting Father. But He needs you to just open the doors of your heart. He needs you to invite Him home today. If that's you, you're here or watching online, would you say this prayer with me? With your eyes closed and heads bowed, would you just say this under your breath? Would you just say, Lord Jesus, I recognize today that I need you. I ask you to come home, come to my life. It's not perfect. It's probably very sinful. 
but I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to help me start fresh, that I will no longer try to fight things on my own, but that you would help me. I receive today the gift of salvation. I give you my life, Jesus. Help me live for you every day of my life. In Jesus' name. I want to pray for those this morning, probably that you might be facing a hard time. Probably I named some of the things here that you're facing loneliness, lack of purpose, probably struggling depression. Probably you feel like you've been abandoned. Probably this time of year is the worst time for you because you miss loved ones. There's things that you're facing. You received a bad notice. Let me pray for you and ask God to give you his peace. To show up in your life as an everlasting father. To remind you that it's not things that, the things that surround you, the circumstances that you're facing, do not determine who you are nor define who you are. God's already defined who you are. You are his. Remember that verse that we read? Oh, Jacob. You are mine, I am your redeemer. That even though you walk through the waters, you will not drown. Even though the rivers might seem like they're, they're overcoming you, they will not overcome you. Even though you might be walking through the fire, the fire will not burn you. For I am the Lord, your God. You are his. Lord, I thank you in this morning for everyone here, God, and those watching online. God, I know Christmas for me is a great time, God. But Lord, I know that sometimes Christmas is not the greatest time for many people, God, because they're facing hard times, God. Lord, Christmas should be a time of rejoicing, a time of celebration, because life was born, a Savior was born, a child was given to us, a son was given to us who will be our Savior, whose government, whose shoulders will hold our government. Whatever is governing us, Lord, will be upon Jesus' shoulders. And so, Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would take the burdens like you promised, that you would take the worries like your word says, that you would give us in return your peace, that you will become our everlasting Father, that you will be the wonderful, mighty God who you are, Lord, in our lives, in our jobs, in our families, Lord, in our health. Lord, that this month, will actually be a month of celebration, but it would not stay in December, God, that we would not just celebrate one day, God, but that every day will be a progressive day of joy, God. That joy will be continuous, Lord, like your word says, Lord, that you will be in our lives like a river that flows constantly with living waters, God, that you will remove the sorrow and bring the joy that you give, Lord, that you remove the worries and bring the peace that you give, God. Lord, we trust in you, we surrender, and we ask you, help us not be like the McAllisters this Christmas season, God, that we're just worried and going crazy, that we forget about the important things, God, that we will recognize that there is power in the name of Jesus, that any time that we are going through something, we could turn to Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit. This week, we declare it's going to be an amazing week. It's going to be an extraordinary week, Father God. That the things that we have been praying for for 2019 that we have not yet seen come to pass, Lord, we declare they shall come to pass, Lord, according to your purpose, Lord. I pray glorify your name, Lord. Help us see your glory in everything and through everything, God. We love you and we praise you. At Ignite. 
we count it a blessing to engage each week with supporters just like you. If you were blessed by today's word, subscribe to our podcast and share it with someone you know. We believe in spreading the message of Jesus like a wildfire. Thank you for your support and be sure to check us out on any of our social media platforms at Church Ignite. Until next time, be blessed and remember the best is yet to come.